It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked on Wizards, Joe Cardozo is back on the show. The founder and owner of Nuts and Bolts Sports Media is here as we now talk all things basketball. We were on the field talking about the NFL, shifting over to the hardwood as we get into the NBA playoffs and news around Mike D'Antoni deciding to become a free agent and leaving the Rockets. We've got the Clippers Nuggets Game 7 action, as well as discussing Game 1 of the Celtics Heat. All those details and more as you're listening to this edition of Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and we had a special edition of the show Monday, getting into all the week one action, highlighting, I should say, some of it. We didn't talk about all of it. Highlighting some of the major performances that we saw, especially out of the Ravens and Washington football team, both DMV teams 1-0 after the week. Unfortunately for my Eagles, still getting over that. But we had Joe Cardoso, founder and owner of Nuts and Bolts Sports Media on the show, and he is back again today, but now we're heading back to the hardwood as we talk about the NBA playoffs. Wow, Joe. I mean, Sunday, first of all, let me just say, the action Sunday of flipping back and forth TV to TV or channel to channel on the TV, I know I was trying to, like, split screen, watch multiple games at once. We don't ever have the chance to watch playoff basketball and we – it's not even – we're not in preseason. We're fully into the NFL. That in itself was, like, a surreal moment that there's so many sports to watch right now and you don't want to miss any of them. <laughs> no definitely i am here for the insanity i, I loved <laughs> every second of it now I, it helped a little bit because the eagles were not playing well on sunday so i was watching more of the clippers nuggets game but i want to get into that game the clippers nuggets headed to game seven and whoever wins this game has to turn around and play a back-to-back against the lakers in game one i love it if you get if they had handled their business when they should have they would have had some time off but nope they're headed to game seven how about the Nuggets after being down 3-1 to the Jazz, coming back to win that series, 
3-1 to the Clippers, coming back to force a game seven. Talk to me about what you've been seeing from that, that team. And Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, just completely playing on a different level right now with confidence and swag that is helping this team upset a lot of people's predictions right now and force a game seven. Uh, it's been incredible to watch. I, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is you talk a lot about it in sports chemistry. I think you're seeing it. And what I mean by that is think about this Clippers team, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, all the other pieces that just came to Los Angeles this season that are still learning how each other plays as far as like who to get the ball to in certain spots. It's easy for us to say, hey, give the ball to Kawhi, get out the way. But you have, they're still trying to learn each other. Whereas Denver has been together. They had that tough series against Portland last year that they lost, mm-hmm. came back bigger and better, wanting to prove themselves. I think you're starting to see that. I mean, you see them down 3-1 to the Jazz. Nope, we're not going to go home. And you remember that interview with Jamal Murray. I was packing up my stuff and said, no, I don't want to go home. He sent a text to his teammates telling them they got to fight still. And they fight and eliminate Utah. And here they are playing against the Clippers. And I just think it's the, it's the same thing. When this team just never quits, they stick with it. They play their game. Uh, I was I was pretty critical of Michael Porter Jr.'s comments just because of the way he did it. I thought that was something that should be done mm-hmm. in private in front of your teammates, not in front of the media. But, hey, the, the kid has put up big time. Key rebounds, big three-point shots, just showing up and showing that he is somebody they should look to when it comes to crunch time. I think for the Clippers, just the chemistry issue, also cold shooting at the, at the worst possible time for the Clippers. And I also just think that a lot of it, too, is – it seems to me when the pressure gets really tight, L.A. is just not up for the task. This is a real big indictment, I think, so far on Doc Rivers. If the Clippers lose this series, whew, I'm, I'm not sure if Doc can get yeah, out of this. You, you bring up a lot of good points, Joe, there. And the first being that the Nuggets are playing with that mentality, that fight or flight, backs against the wall, you know, put up or shut up type mentality. And they've been doing that now. They keep taking themselves in these 3-1 holes. But they've been doing that where it's like, you know what, we're not done yet. We've, let's let's go. Let's let's keep going. And you see that confidence. And as you mentioned, they've been they've had the playoff experience. I know Doc Rivers was talking about that post game for the Clippers, and that they don't have that. You have a number of players. Of course, Kawhi has won a championship. Paul George has been in the playoffs. A number of players that have been in the playoffs. He's coached in the playoffs, but they haven't been in the playoffs together. And it is showing that they haven't had. Looking at the regular season, a lot of games where all five of their starters were on the floor together, let alone a chance to really get that chemistry going. And we know that some of the past championship teams, the year before their championships, they, were, they had to have that year of just taking their lumps and figuring each other out. And that might be what the Clippers have this year, especially given the fact that we had a four-and-a-half-month pause around COVID. But I think for the Nuggets, as you mentioned, you're seeing a lot of that swag and confidence in players, I mean – whether it was Paul Millsap last game or Michael Porter Jr. this game or Jamal Murray and, and, and Joker, who, of course, have been consistently leading this team, Gary Harris. Gary Harris. I mean, they are getting mm-hmm. some incredible performances from players. Clutch shots they couldn't miss down the stretch of this, of this game Sunday. And they are playing with a different level of confidence. And honestly, if I'm the Clippers going into game seven, I'm a little worried. I think that at this point, it's a one-game series. Nothing else matters. Record, you know, predictions and records don't matter. I now would not be surprised if the Nuggets actually can pull this off and, and knock off the Clippers in this game. I mean, it's looking a little more possible. And I, I think that the way they're playing, they kind of have this confidence that the Clippers don't. And as you mentioned, offensively, L.A. definitely struggled. Looking at that 17-0 run the Nuggets put up, 
that's unacceptable in a game that you could win to close out the series. But what are your thoughts on the Clippers as a whole when you have Kawhi Leonard, who everybody always, you know, he's one of the top players in the league and everybody's always talking about the claw and him. I mean, again, I'm a LeBron fan, so I, I hate the comparison of Kawhi to LeBron. They're two different types of players, but it's always there. Doc Rivers, Paul George, all these players who have been given so much hype, but the Clippers still haven't done anything yet for all the hype they get. And they could potentially, even worse, be going home. Yeah, I, I think heading into a game seven, all the pressure is on the Clippers. I think if I'm the, if I'm the Nuggets, it, it's we have nothing to lose. You play loose. I think you'll see that from them, uh, even the, from the coaching staff. I mean, their coach, you're like, oh, man, Malone, Malone who? People don't even know his first – people, unless they're really NBA fans, don't even know their coach's mm-hmm. first name. So I, I think heading into game seven, all the pressure is on the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I think the, the people like – I think about a Paul George who – there's reports coming out now that maybe Kawhi Leonard was looking at somebody else Ooh, to partner up with yeah. and settled for Paul George. So we have to see if this is a, this could be a redemption story for Paul George. You think about Lou Williams. Uh, he's great off the bench and has such much clutch performances for the Clippers. They're going to need that from him on Tuesday uh, for game seven. So I think for the Clippers, you got to play your game. And if and when you get a lead, you got to hold that lead. It's almost like they just get comfortable not playing as hard, not fo- as much focus as they should be when they get these leads and then Denver just, like I said, just hangs around. And when they start hitting threes, doing the pick and pops, being able to play their game, next thing you know, the game is tied. And like we saw when we saw game six, when the game gets tied, the Nuggets take a lead. They did not take their foot off the pedal. They are going for the win. I mean, they, that run to end the game was awesome. Yeah. I don't know what it was about 17 and 0 on Sunday. That was like the magic number, but to watch the, the Nuggets down by seven, <laughs> uh, 19 and, and had the chance to close that game. I honestly thought, oh, you know what? This might be it for them. You know, they've had a good run. Nope. Once again, Jamal Murray must have said, reminded them, you know what? We still haven't packed because we're not going home. But I think that the Clippers, as you mentioned, we are seeing, and I've been saying this from day one, we are seeing what is boils down to chemistry issues. Paul George had 33 points. He actually played well. Paul George has been struggling. But today, we didn't get playoff Paul. We actually got a good Paul George. Kawhi Leonard had a had 25. I mean, he could have done more, but he had a 25. It just feels like this team is so disconnected at times. I know they ran a play for Zubak at one point in the fourth quarter down the, you know, down, down the stretch. And I was like, why are we running a play for Zubak? You've got Kawhi and you've got Paul George on the floor who are scoring. Get them the ball. It just seems like they are having some role issues and not, I mean, you have Patrick Beverly foul out. You have Lou Williams and 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 Montrez Harrell who you know, they, they're consistent in just giving you a little bit here and there, but it still seems like they are dealing with so many other issues right now that they cannot have that consistent game-to-game chemistry and fluidity in their offense, and, it, and it's showing. I mean, there's no reason why they should not have been able to hold that lead and close out this game. But I think, as you mentioned, this is going to be something that if the Clippers don't win this series, someone is out. Don't know who it is. But there will be some changes in L.A. Well, coming up, we've got to get into some other changes going on around the league, some other news that broke, and, of course, preparing for the Tuesday games and all the action here on Locked on Wizards. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts, customers, 
online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizards sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here on Locked on Wizards, and I've got Joe Cardoso, founder and owner of Nuts and Bolts Sports Media on the show. We had him on Monday breaking down the NFL week one action, and we're back again, but now talking NBA. So we already had the chance to talk about the Clippers Nuggets. I I am just excited to see that game happen. Game seven happened on Tuesday, which is later today, but also getting into some other things around the league. I definitely want to get your thoughts, Joe. Mike D'Antoni with a heartfelt letter that he released about him and his wife Laurel thanking Houston as he's decided to become a free agent and quit basically before they could fire him and what we have been seeing consistently is as teams get knocked out of the playoffs the Sixers the Pacers the Pelicans as they didn't make the playoffs but getting knocked out of the bubble within the next like 24 hours they pretty much were getting fired And so it seems to me like Mike D'Antoni quit before he could get fired. But do you see him going to another team? Do you see someone else picking him up with all these coaching changes that are going on around the league? Uh, I do. I'm not the biggest Mike D'Antoni fan, but for some reason, the man always has work. (laughs) (laughs) He's always on someone's side. Not agree more. Whether it be a head coach, whether it's a head coaching position or a senior assistant coach position, he is always on someone's bench. I mean, he's a great offensive mind. Uh, I was talking to some people uh, the other day on Twitter, and I I think a place that I might see him going to is the Indiana Mm -hmm. Pacers. Uh, I think that that's a team that obviously having gotten rid of Nate McMillan far too early, in my opinion, but what's done is done. I I can see them going after a Mike D'Antoni kind of shake things up. Uh, But with Mike D'Antoni, you have to understand it's going to be a different kind of basketball. I mean, you saw the small ball in Houston that some people think he was forced to play. But just if you look at the way he runs his teams in the past, whether it be the Lakers or the Suns, or as more recently, the Houston Rockets, 
you have to know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, if I'm the Indiana Pacers, obviously disappointed in what you had to go on this past season. Some pieces there, you think about Turner, think about Victor Oladipo, uh, Sabonis as well, Brogdon still on that team. So I think if he ends up anywhere, I can see Indiana being a, a spot for him. Yeah, I know there, there were uh, discussions around where he'd be going next. The Sixers were another team that was brought up. But you have to be – if you're any of those teams and definitely any of those fans, and I know um, because I'm, again, in the Jersey area, I've got some relatives, I won't say who, that are diehard Sixers fans. And the biggest concern is, oh, that means if you're going to Philly – by Joel Embiid. If you're going to Indiana, by the uh, Sabonis and and you don't even know who else. I mean, getting rid of Clint Capella was a shock to me because I I think he brought a great aspect yes. to the Rockets on both ends of the floor. But we know Mike D'Antoni's got a different vision and philosophy, and he wants to just play small ball, run the floor, shooting more. Um, not really as much about having any players over six eight. So these teams that have some very good players that are over that size have to be a little worried. And that's something that to me, if I'm looking at hiring a coach, I would not bring him in because you, you saw what he did in Houston. But I know as you know, James Harden was saying, we're so close. We're not done yet. We've got more to do. The Rockets as a whole just have continuously underperformed and shifting over to the, the players on the team, specifically Russell Westbrook, getting a lot of the, the major blunt uh, force, in my opinion, of their losing. But this was his first year in Houston. Is he to blame or is it more on James Harden, who this has been his team? Whereas we know Russell's coming off of a quad injury. He had COVID earlier in the restart and came down late. You, you know, the excuses are there. But at the end of the day, if anyone, I think it's more actually on James Harden, who year after year has not helped this team get over the hump. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's more of a hardened thing because, I mean, you have to also ask yourself how healthy was Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook? I mean, you know that guy's a warrior, he's a competitor, he's going to play no matter what. We heard about the quad injury. Do we really think that he was 100%? I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can toss that. You can say, well, what player in the NBA playoffs is 100%? Yeah, that's true, but there's not too many people that are as talented as Russell Westbrook, a guy that relies on explosiveness exactly. uh, to get the job done. So I think it kind of relies more on James Harden. I thought it was very interesting when he said he was there a yeah, piece like, away. Yeah, like what piece? What I, piece I, do you need? I, yeah, I said that out loud. To my, I said that to my to my phone. That's I was literally like, what, what I, I think what everybody's reaction probably was saying, what piece are you talking about? And I still don't know what that piece is, to be honest. I was li- really thinking about it. Like, what are you? Well, now you don't have a coach, so maybe a coach. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what other? I don't, I really don't know. What piece are you? Maybe a, a big man. Because your coach is Mike D'Antoni decided to go small, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, you're fine. I, I think maybe that maybe that is it. Maybe that maybe he was being respectful to the coach and not saying how much he disagreed with the small ball. Maybe he does want to get a traditional big man that can help them on the boards, help them on the defensive side. We'll, we'll have to see. But I mean, you're right. It's I can't. I'm losing track of how many years this is of James Harden in the playoffs, and when it's time to really put up or shut up, he's going too over. many. I mean, you think about the the Warriors series, this this playoffs just passed. I mean, I'll go back to the NBA Finals when he was in Oklahoma City. Yes, he was a lot younger player there, but it just seems like consistently when the lights are brightest, he's not at his best. Yeah, it has been year after year after year of this. And I agree. It's just James Harden, to me, is hasn't figured it out in the playoffs. And I don't know. I Look, I definitely could see there being issues with Mike D'Antoni. You know, it seems to me like not everybody agreed with his decision-making. I definitely thought it was odd to go small ball. I understand the league is a lot, you know, faster pace, and there's – you have 
players that are not traditional ones or fives, the positioning has changed, but you still need some height. Your five can be a shooter. Your five can be someone like the Joker who can also bring the ball up and, and run the floor and knock down shots and get assists. But your five can also be a two five in their height. And to see them, I mean, they are, you just saw the frustration. You saw the emotion. You saw that yeah. they were so out of it. And I know after game one versus the Lakers, once again, much like game one of Portland versus the Lakers, everyone was like, oh, wow, Lake, the Lakers need to be worried. Like, watch out. Watch out for Houston. No. I mean, looking at every game after that, and it wasn't even anything to just with, do with the fact they lost. P.J. Tucker, where was Eric Gordon? I mean, Robert Covington. They just also seem so disconnected. And the craziest part is the Rockets remind me so much of the Clippers. Every time I watch, I just feel like they have similar issues. And every time I watch them play, I just get so many, so many things just remind me of the other. That's a good point. I can see where you're coming from with that one. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that, actually. Now I think about it, that's a really, really good point. Yeah, I think that team has to make some serious moves with the roster as well. I mean, almost like we've been talking about, first step is to get a coach. And then once you figure out who your coach is, some roster moves have to be made with that franchise. I mean, I know Daryl Morey is the general manager there. He has his wagon hitched to James Harden. I don't think James Harden's going anywhere. And it, it seems like James Harden thinks this partnership with Russell Westbrook can work. I guess we'll have to figure out what this magical piece <laughs> is they're missing. Well, it's not <laughs> Daniel House because he's probably going to be out. Oof. <laughs> probably you reap what you sow, as his wife is saying. You reap what you sow. But I think the Rockets... <laughs> that clown. I think the Rockets as a whole... You know, they should be better than what they are. P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, as you know, those, those supporting cast players that I mentioned. Austin Rivers, who I actually didn't even mention. Um, even Jeff Green, they have, they have pieces there. They've got a variety of experience, ages, youth, shooters. You know, they just need apparently a piece. So we'll see what that piece is as, as we continue to follow and see which coach gets brought into this team, into the mix. But also, we have to get into, since it is Tuesday, got to discuss what's going on in the games today we've got the celtics versus the heat game one of the eastern conference finals and the game seven action as the nuggets and clippers face off again we'll get into that right here on locked on wizards the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday. It's game day. Joe Cardoso has been on the show for two days in a row. The founder and owner of Nuts and Bolts Sports Media. Joining me, Renee Washington, here on Locked on Wizards. And we've got to get into the action that's going on today that has everybody waiting, I'm sure, um, just like we've been talking about, with a game seven and the game one for the Eastern Conference Finals tipping off today. You cannot have woken up this morning without, like, jumping out of bed. Because of the excitement of today. I mean, let's get started with that game one Heat Celtics matchup. As we watch the Celtics come off a seven game series with the Raptors, the Heat 
just dominating the Bucks in five. What are your initial thoughts coming into this series for this game? Well, I mean, I'm a, not afraid to say I'm a Washington Wizards fan, obviously, through and through. But if I had to pick a, a 1B <laughs> team in the Eastern Conference for a while, ever since they picked LeBron James, because I'm a LeBron James fan, it'd be the Miami Heat. I, I picked them to beat the Milwaukee Bucks uh, before game one of that series started. And I'm going to go with them against against the Celtics team as well. I'm just a, a big fan of the way they play. I mean, it's old school basketball. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize personally how good Jimmy Butler was. I think we're all realizing that throughout the course of these playoffs. And then you take a look at the rest of that roster. I mean, who before the season started thought that Tyler Hero, Nunn, Duncan Robinson would be key players in that Eastern Conference basketball team roster? Those are three names nobody was talking about at all. I mean, Tyler Hero, highly touted out of Kentucky, but didn't really perform mm-hmm. at a high level in Kentucky. He gets drafted by the Miami Heat and just fits, man. Eric Spolstra. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, LeBron James made him. He got that one title or those titles from LeBron. He's not a good coach. And year after year, his teams are either in the playoffs or fighting for a playoff spot. And here he is in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I just think for Boston, uh, so many expectations for the Celtics the last couple of years, it'd be redemption for them to win this series and make it to an NBA Finals. I mean, we still think about when they picked up Kyrie Irving and everyone thought this was it. The Celtics are about to go on a run. Uh, that didn't work out too well for them. They have to settle. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It was, I think it was an upgrade. Uh, you get Kimball Walker on this team. Jason Tatum is just a budding star in the NBA. It's going to be a great series, but I'm, gonna, I'm still sticking with Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think that for Miami and looking at this team, Eric Spolstra as a championship coach, even Pat Riley for what he brings in the front office, this team is, is something special. And I know a lot of people – completely counted them out. It was the Raptors, the Bucks, or the Celtics coming out of the East. And the Heat were at, sitting at number four. And I know Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets was talking, saying we're not an underdog. They, they know we're – they're coming into games feeling like, as he was saying, that we're supposed to be here. We know we're supposed to be here, and we're going to basically show you why, we, why we're supposed to be here. But as you mentioned, these players that, that they're winning with, alongside Jimmy Butler, are players that really have so much to add to the floor. But six months ago – we weren't even fully talking about them as much as we should have because for, of whatever reason, you know, we're, we were blinded by, I guess the bucks and, and whoever else out of the East, but looking at the heat and how they're playing the, the depth, the versatility, you've got Bam Adebayo and Jay Crowder inside. You've got Tyler hero, Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, knocking down shots. I didn't expect them to sweep the Pacers. I didn't expect them to beat the bucks in five. I didn't expect them to just be looking as composed, dominant, and just all around dangerous as they've been looking and coming into this series, you know, I, I picked the Celtics to come out of the East. I will fully admit that, but this could be a six or seven game series. And I hope it is because that will be six or seven games of some great basketball. But as you mentioned on the other side for the Celtics, I know that we've been seeing um, discussion around whether or not Gordon Hayward will be back. He's, you know, the far, the longer they stay in the playoffs, the better chance of him getting back. I don't know if you want him to come back off of an ankle injury after we know he has a history of ankle injuries, but either way, the Celtics are, are rolling with or without him and having Jason Tatum, who's really coming into his own and really playing with, you know, with that swagger and confidence alongside Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart have been the two players that have really been surprising me the most from the Celtics, it's going to be a heck of a series. And I'm like, buckle up, ready to go, because get past me the popcorn, because it's going to be some great basketball. What are your predictions on this series? 
Uh, I think this series goes seven games, and I, I think the Heat win it in seven. I, I'm with you. It's going to be some fantastic basketball. Uh, Marcus Smart is just yeah. a dog. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he, he, you, he's one of those people you probably see him at the basketball court, and you're like, ah, oh, this guy's probably okay. He's a lot more than just okay on the defensive end, mm-hmm. on the offensive end, which is where he's really improving in the in the bubble playoffs is on the offensive end. He's always going to give you 100% effort on defense. But to be another, another score, he's really showing up big. And then you have to always – one thing I have to ask about the Boston Celtics would be is the moment. I mean, you have some guys in the Celtics that have been in the Eastern Conference Finals before, but I think about a guy like a Kimball Walker. And, yes, he performed at a high level in college, but that was many, many, yeah. many years ago. When you, get to, when you get to Conference Finals, all these eyes on you, the lights are the brightest. Some people step up. Some people start to crawl away and try to shy away from the spotlight. So that's something we'll have to see. And one thing I will say, both these coaches are really good at adjustments. So it might be a series where you'll see Boston, let's say they win game one by double digits. You know Eric Spolster and that Miami Heat staff will go back to the drawing board, make their adjustments, come back in game two. So it's going to be a fantastic Ooh, that's adjustment. A, that's a great point because it is going to be a series of great coaching between Brad Stevens and Eric Spolstra. Very tactical, very, very good coaches. But as you mentioned in Kemba Walker, I mean, he combined for 19 points between game six and seven. To me, he actually is, for as much as he helps them, a weak spot because you know what you're going to get from Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart right now. Kemba Walker right now is someone that we don't know how he's going to step up on this stage. And right now he hasn't consistently been doing it. I know the Raptors played a box and one on him and, and, and keyed in on him defensively, but still – you know, I, I, there are certain players that if you are the superstar, if you are the, the face of the franchise, it doesn't matter if they had three players on you, you find a way to make it work. You've, and he's, he's been doing that. He's been adjusting. But looking at the heat, you just have to wonder, it becomes a numbers game. And I know for the Celtics in game seven and even game six against the Raptors, you know, with the five they had on the floor, that was it. That was it. So it, they didn't really have, you know, you're not playing Robert Williams as much or Brad Wanamaker or whoever else off the bench. Uh, Grant Williams, they really stuck with that five with Daniel Tice being the fifth player. And that was it. And that's something that if we're talking about a seven game series against the Heat, who's going to run you up and down the floor, score from all over, attack the basket, knock down shots, drive and kick, you have to be ready to go. And that could be a deciding factor. But looking at the, the Clippers Nuggets, I know we talked about them earlier in this show. Who do you have winning game seven today? <laughs> I had to ask you. I didn't ask the you earlier. Fan. And we got to talk about it since it's game day. <laughs> I thought I was nope. going to get by without it. I was like, oh, she's not going to ask. Great. Uh, well, the sports fan in me says nuggets. But if I put on my media member of the media hat, I will say the Clippers win this game. There's just – I mean, there's no way they can lose this one, right? I mean, all this hype coming into the season, and I know people said a lot of the same things about Milwaukee, but Milwaukee had a lot of holes, in my opinion, so it wasn't a big shock. But this Clippers team, Paul George, Kawhi, we talked about it, Kawhi Leonard, the sixth man of the year, they flip-flop sixth man of the year, it seems like every season. There's There's no way they can lose this game, and if they do, man, I think that's a bigger shock than Milwaukee being eliminated. So, yeah, the fan of me says Nuggets, but if I put on my media hat, I'm going to say the Clippers win this game. I like that. I like that. I honestly don't know because also the fan in me, again, I'm a LeBron fan. So because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Wizards fan as well. They're not in right now. I'm, I'm, I'm all Team LeBron. Um, so I want the Lakers to win it all. But I would love to see a Lakers-Clippers Western Conference final. I just think the Lakers could better handle the Nuggets. But, of course, as a competitor, I want them to beat the best team. 
So I would, I would like to see a, and we all would like to see a Clippers Lakers Western conference final, but I'm all for a good upset. Um, we didn't have March madness this year. I'm all for a good upset. We need more. We need more upsets. We haven't had enough. And if the nuggets can pull this off, this is like the shot heard around the world. And for especially Kawhi coming off of a championship, he moves to the Clippers in hopes of winning another championship. Ooh, that would be that would be something else. Juicy, juicy storyline. <laughs> but then again, on the other side, you've got the Nuggets after being down three-one in back-to-back series. That's unheard of. There's just a lot here. I just want a good game. I don't want to blow out. Let's just have a good down to the wire game, and then we'll let the chips fall where wherever they may. I don't know who I. I don't know. I don't even know if I could pick a team I want to win, to be honest. I just want good basketball. <laughs> you just put all the pressure on me. I know. Basically. And now, and as I'm thinking about it, I'm like going back and forth. But you know what? I don't know if I want to see the Nuggets go home yet because they've been just killing it. That, you know, I'm, I'm all for you've been working hard. You've been, you've been putting, in, putting in all the effort. Let your, your hard work, like, see the rewards of that. Whereas the Clippers, to me, have been so up and down and inconsistent and just at times a mess that they could go home and that'd be a great statement and, and wake up call. Like, look, next time, instead of being so focused on your matchup against the Lakers, how about you get there first? So for that reason, I'm like, all right, maybe I'll pick the Nuggets after I just convince myself. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens, though, Joe. I am excited for this action. Game seven and game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Let everybody know yet again where they can follow you on social media to keep up with all your content and coverage. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fun times, good conversation. You can follow me on Twitter, at uh, Joe Cardoza 301 uh, You can follow Nuts and Bolts Sports on all social media platforms, at Nuts and Bolts SP. And then you can also listen to my podcast every week, uh, the MBS Sports Hour. Me and my friend Patrick Waring uh, run that podcast together, talking about sports and music and movies and all that. Yeah, good and stuff. we actually had Patrick on the show last week. We have you on the show this week. It's a, an NBS special over here on Locked On Wizards. But thank you so much for joining us Monday and Tuesday as we had a chance to talk about the NFL as well as get into all the action around the NBA playoffs. I'm looking forward to the games today. I know you are too. And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I hope you have enjoyed all of the discussions around the NFL on Monday, the NBA on Tuesday, and have hit that subscribe button to keep up with our daily content as we are discussing all things around the Wizards, the NBA, and sports. Game 7, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Nuggets, Clippers. Game 1, Heat Celtics, 6.30 p.m. Lots of basketball coming your way this Tuesday, and I'm excited to see what happens. So who do you have, Nuggets or Clippers? And for game one, Heat or Celtics. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you back here for our hump day Wednesday edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I'll see you next time. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.